So what's been good, man? Are you still working at Yamaha? No, that was just a six-month internship. Um, so that just ended a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, so right now, I, I moved back home. Um, so from Orange County back to the Valley, basically. Um, and taking a class on the weekend. And then other than that, I'm just hanging out, doing a lot of photography and video stuff, but which has been awesome. Cool, um, cool. Like I'm kind of treating it like a mini summer right now because I, I graduated school in December and then I did the internship. And then uh, for a while, I was like, after I want to, after the internship ends, I just kind of want to shoot like photos and video like every day and get better at that for a little bit, just for like a little bit. Right. Yeah. Media, because I know that you want to get into um, media and content creation. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. You know, that field is a lot of work. (laughs) It's, I mean, and you have to really love doing it. And I think, um, yeah. I think you, it seems like you do. I know that I see a lot of your uh, posts for uh, Chasing Brews, which has been really cool, by the way. I mean, I'm not an alcohol drinker, but I do like the <laughs> I like the vibe uh, that I get yeah. from seeing those posts. Um, it's kind of weird. Yeah, like I want, when I went into it, I wanted to just focus on video. And then uh, I, did, I did like a couple of videos and... And then one at Michigan with my friend, it was like a recital promo, and we had like a, a DJI Phantom drone that we used, and then really just my iPhone after that, and a GoPro. Right. And then shortly after that, I got the camera, the Sony A6300, and it takes great photos and does video pr- very well, like 4K video, 1080p, 120 FPS, which I use for like most of the B-roll stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But, and then I started taking photos with it, and then I really like just decided to push Instagram a little more, and most of my followings there. But I really have met like some like genuine people, and have even met up with people from Instagram. And like, there's a tight knit community that like is like there's a bunch of beer Instagrams to say the least. <laughs> no, there's a ton. Yeah, and that the thing is, it's just um, there's a lot, and it's a I guess the community can be very collaborative. Right. I mean, I'm assuming it's not I don't know how competitive, uh, I guess, like alcohol and beer, like I guess hobbyists or whatever can get. But I don't think it it doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't strike me as one uh, field that would be uh, competitive or cutthroat. Yeah. I mean, when you take away the whole like Instagram and any media in general, like if you just go straight to the breweries, like you'll see like other breweries like collabing with each other or just even like supporting local ones that open up like i know in the san fernando valley there's like 14 and i think there's one that's about to open up i want to say burbing i'm forgetting the name but a bunch of like breweries are shouting them out and like there's going to be another like san San fernando valley uh um brewery tour i'm not sure if i'm going to do it yet but (laughs) how many breweries have you gone to uh since you've uh oh hold on a second how how long have you been into beer for? Oh well, it's kind of it's a weird story. So like when I went to, uh, it's actually really not that weird. But when I went to college, um, so Michigan is pretty well known for their craft beer. Like a lot of the people that kind of started the like American craft beer craze um, were in Michigan. Like Bell's Brewery, um, Founders is another big one. And both of those are big enough for, like, it's great craft beer, but you can, like, still get it in stores here even. 
but just being around that I think and even like when I was hanging with some of the percussionists like I remember distinctly like the really the tr- truly the first craft beer that I tried was uh, two hearted Bell's two hearted ale which is an IPA um, I think it's a seven percent and around there and like people like some people consider it to this day to still be the best IPA but it's all subjective right have you done a blind test no 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 I would love to do that kind of stuff that's kind of stuff that I'm like making a list for for the YouTube channel I have a pretty good list of ideas now um in terms of things like that that like at home stuff that I could do but it, it would be fun to do that I think it would be, but also it's just because I know that um, people that are into alcohol or beer, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, okay, Chase, I don't really know much about um, beer or alcohol in general, but I get the impression that some yeah. people like to uh, be able to say that they know certain tastes of alcohol that are like some that are expensive and some that are cheap. Um, but I just find it funny that I think you put some of them to a blind test and they wouldn't be able to pull it off. You know, it's just like they say, oh, this one's probably <laughs> the one that's more expensive. And turns out that's probably like five times cheaper. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my guess. Oh, yeah. There's so much out there. It's it's actually insane. Like we're, this is like literally the boom of craft beer right here. Like we're living in it now, which is also why I wanted to like jump on you know, more media stuff with it. Cause like, it's only getting bigger and like more people are going to want to start documenting it. Exactly. Yeah. It's Uh, a good, it's like a good opportunity to do both. If both are growing and it's like social media is not stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is like the biggest platform right there out right there. It's like so crazy. Instagram is huge. I mean, I still think Facebook's number one and I would probably pick Facebook over Instagram almost any time. But Instagram is still a safe, like, it's, you can find most of your audience there. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah. I, but I do think that Facebook has a wider reach. Hard to say. You know, I find myself hardly going to, like, brand-specific pages on Facebook, but I, I search everything almost on Instagram now. And I talk to a lot of people on Instagram, um, IRL friends and, like, people from all over the world did you just say irl yeah okay cool cool. (laughs) Um, yeah Yeah, but um well instagram the the thing about instagram is that uh i I think um hitting people on instagram dms is a lot more uh effective than if you were to message on facebook Um, yeah it's because you can make less personal accounts depending on what your style is right and and talk to anyone pretty much it's it's very it's a lot easier to reach uh, people I guess one on one on Instagram and you can tell what kind of um, if they want to be personal or professional a little bit more through there but then if it's on Facebook like every account kind of is personal yeah totally yeah. totally as opposed to like a Facebook like page which is you know a business page um, but I still think that um, definitely not to count out Facebook just because uh, the viral factor of creating video for that platform is uh, it's a lot easier to share content like once you make a video about beer and you make it very i guess specific to facebook like you know how you see these meme videos that have like uh text and captions on the top and the bottom yeah oh my god those are everywhere 
they are everywhere and it like sometimes it it bugs me a little bit but that's what gets shared if you can create content like that for um chasing brews uh that yeah. might be able to uh, i don't know how memeable beer is but i'm sure that there are a lot of beer memes out there so yeah, I mean, you could definitely create some. I I don't like follow any pay, like page specifics. Like, I don't think there's enough where you can make like a whole page dedicated to it. Right. But there are like jokes inside the industry. Like the 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 classic joke is like, um, like IPAs are so big right now. So the classic joke is like, the standard person is just going to be like, oh yeah, I only drink IPAs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's probably the only thing that I've had to, to be honest, is just like, uh, what is it? My 21st birthday. It's like, had a couple of drinks and it's just like, what is it? It's an IPA. It's an IPA. I go have another drink. It's another IPA. <laughs> I, I just, uh, every time that I've had a drink and we were talking about what kind of beer it was, it was an IPA. So, I mean, for someone that doesn't drink that much, I mean, that's the only beer that I know. Yeah. I mean, you could go through like I've I've been on this website called beeradvocate.com mm-hmm. and anyone that's remotely into craft beer like probably has heard of it, but it, it they have like a huge forum community which I don't use that much actually, but they they have like really good articles and there is one like basically that um like within the craft beer history, I guess if you will, there's been different trends, of course, just like anything. Um so right now like I think a couple of years back, it would, there was this huge like New England IPA craze. Like that's just a uh, a style um, that an IPA can be rooted in, and style is another topic with beer. That's just a whole. I could go on for like half an hour about it. Oh um, my god, I would get now, lost. <laughs> the trend is hazy IPAs. You've probably seen them. Like everyone is brewing up a hazy IPA. Um, and I, yeah, I could go on and on. And like, there's some, there's some people that want like loggers to come back and pilsners, like the light drinks. Um, and it very well could happen. Like, like the next craze could be like, who can make the best like gold ale, and like we'll see. Right. And yeah. how, I guess, does the, do you ever think about what the average person thinks about beer? Um, you know, because. I guess it seems like you're getting a year a little bit more serious about it than just like the person that just wants to go out and have a drink. Um, like yeah. How do we think about, uh, how do you think we think about beer? Well, it's, it's tough. Cause like with a, something like craft beer, like, like we were just talking about Instagram. So mm-hmm. I'll use that as an example, but like the craft beer scene on there is, large for what it is but very small in terms of like how far you can go with instagram like like top breweries maybe range from 100 to 300k followers maybe more if you're like huge um i'm not talking about like bud light or like corona any of that stuff Mm -hmm. like craft specific ones like bells or founders that i mentioned um so i feel like with my content that i'm making i'm I'm posting it for people that I imagine are as into craft beer as me or just uh, can appreciate a good craft beer. But mm-hmm. like you said, there's a, a ton of people out there that don't really care about craft beer at all. And I have nothing against them or anything. Like it's like some people will, will be totally fine just getting a Bud Light or getting a Blue Moon and, and stuff like that. And I sometimes I drink some of those beers like Blue Moon and you just never know. But <laughs> What is your take then on like, uh, like the the really widely known uh, beer brands like 
Bud Light, Budweiser, uh, Miller Light, etc. Yeah. Um, well, I've tried like most of the lighter ones just over time, um, and really like there's there's some that are just really. I guess the best way I could describe it is watered down. Like if you even go lower than like the Bud Light, Coors Light, like that's Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. They're all kind of in the same playing field. But if you go like down a level, like uh, Bushes, um, I might be um, not pronouncing some of these names right, but like Natural Ice or like all those. Uh, uh that's not quite what you would want to drink if you're drinking for flavor. Right, um, of course not. But on like a, I understand why people will drink like a Bud Light on a hot day if they're like tailgating for a football game, and they want to drink um, kind of in the in the beer scene or in kind of in any scene um, where you're I guess consuming alcohol. You could say like this is a sessionable drink. Like a Bud Light would be a sessionable drink. Like you could crush it easily and and it's it's a very low alcohol percentage that it allows you to drink um them over the duration of a football game or right obviously you don't want to go overboard but Hmm. um, i still don't find myself buying those personally just because like um i'm not like beyond that that's not how i'm thinking at all but (laughs) yeah uh, I'm, i'm into craft so i might as well be trying i love trying just different kinds every time i go to the store i probably get something different or there's some exceptions, but I, I like trying like everything, anything and everything. Right. Um, have you ever considered looking up like Google terms or I don't know, like Google trends and seeing how well craft like people are, how many people are searching for craft beer over the years? I have not done that yet, but I need to be talking to more people like you that yeah. will actually tell me more about that because that is a good way to really judge where the trends are going as well i would say um like what people want to see i guess would be great right because it seems like as as far as you've uh told me from what you know it sounds like the niche of craft beer really lies <clears throat> it really lies with those who are super into it but if there is a way that you can bring it um in, in the way that you create media and content if there's a way that you can bring it that is, uh, I guess, more communicable. I don't know if that's the word, but something that's more, I guess, easy for the common person to be like, oh, yeah, then I now recognize that brand or I now recognize that brand. And uh, they start um, getting beers that are more than just Bud Light or Miller Light and whatnot. Right. Um, I think that could be a very, uh, it's, it's sounds, uh, the task sounds simple, but to execute on it and to try and be that, one guy or one of the few people like to make uh, to make chasing brews that brand that made (laughs) craft beer accessible for uh the common person uh is uh it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of work but i think that that's a role that if you really chose to try and make it um accessible to people that that could be a fun challenge to go down yeah it's it's interesting because like just recently, I think in uh, like season three started, uh, or I think it, I can't remember if it's its second or third season. I haven't been keeping up with it well, but uh, Vice has a, I think it's Vice, yeah, Vice Line has a show called Beerland, where Golden Road Brewing, um, it's actually a California brewery, 
but the founder Meg Gill is going like cross country to different cities and to find like the best uh, home brewers, like because there's a lot of enthusiasts that are brewing at home. Like it's so easy to do it. I actually haven't done it yet, but it's so easy to do it. That sounds awesome, though. If you can brew in your own home. Yeah, like it's every it's so accessible. Like a lot of people have taken advantage of like the market demand for it and, and have made websites where you can like buy the kit and like you can make like a few, a few bottles even or like I think it's one gallon you could probably make for like forty five dollars or wow like five gallons you get all the equipment and um, like reusable equipment and like a a batch of like a five gallon beer set that you can make probably for like $250. And then after that, all you have to do is buy the materials you want. You, you've already bought the equipment. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So like there's already, there's so many avenues for like trying to get people to get into it a little more, you know, like, like people might get into it if they like, it, it can be almost a novelty for some people, I guess like, Oh, that'd be cool to make beer at home, you know? Uh, but what I like about Chasing Brews is that it's fun to be kind of one of the younger people in the scene, at least on the Instagram scene. And um, and there's a, a Instagram uh, user that I really like his content. His his name is the Young Craft Enthusiast. He's a uh, I believe he's 25. No, I mean he might be 24, 25, 26 in the, in that range. But like he's kind of based his his page off that, and he always does like really clean shots of like rare bottles of of beer um, with like nice shoes and a nice watch. And sometimes it's a cool like floor, or he's on like steps. Um, so they they definitely have an advantage of like being young in the scene because like there's only more that's gonna come. You know, it's it's growing so fast. There's like seven thousand plus breweries in the country, I think, right now. Right. And if you're young, too, that gives you the time to really seriously develop your taste buds because it's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, you only get better with experience. I think about it if because uh, like uh, since I do uh, some music production, your ears only get better the more records that you listen to and in critical yeah. listening, you know, and same thing with beer. If you if you're tasting, you know, critically, then you can pick out the differences of what makes a craft beer a certain type of craft beer better or I guess more preferable than the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really it. And, uh, what are you 23? Yeah. Just turned 23, uh, June 21st. So almost a month. Yeah. You, you are, you are just two years, um, over the legal drinking age. So that (laughs) is really young. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I, it's pretty much all thanks to Michigan. Cause like, (laughs) craft beer was so readily accessible there like anywhere you went like had bells too hearted like i mentioned or like the summer seasonal from bells is oberon and that beer is just so good but and it's and the the prices there are just so much better like i could get my favorite six pack there for about 7.99 but if i wanted to get like that same michigan six pack here it'd probably be about 13 dollars 14 dollars okay so I guess I've had to do some adjusting since then, but it's really not that big of a deal. Well, um, now it's double the price. So, I mean, that's a huge thing, first of all. Yeah, I guess if you really do compare it. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I honestly think, like, if, if I hadn't gone to Michigan, I wonder, like, if I'd be into it. Like, I guess it, it just really depends on the area you're in. That's true, too. But 
I mean, you, it's just like you you taste and I mean not like figuratively and uh, and what do you call it literally you went and yeah. tasted and tried different things um and you know as a I guess you were a percussion performance major right yeah yeah, yeah. and you're completely uh, I'm I I'm assuming you're completely ditching it are you not not 100% maybe what is what's the deal with that yeah. um no not completely ditching it I never I'm not like viewing it that way in any by any means but I am definitely I'm pursuing other avenues right now, but I still, I love playing drum set. Like I've done some various things since I've been back, um, played with people or even like just come over and jam kind of things. So it's definitely still a part of my life, but I've got, I really have like taken interest in these, these hobbies and not only the beer thing, but just, I've always been into tech in general. And I think that's kind of what's calling my name right now. And I'm trying to find my way through that but <laughs> definitely though, never ditching music. I love yeah. it too much. Though I do think, you know, uh, the great thing I think about um, being, if you're good at communicating to audiences through social media is that you can really do whatever it is that you want as long as you're spending your time wisely. Um, as far yeah, as I, I, there's I so much that. opportunity that, that more than ever, that's like what a lot of people talk about these days is like social media. It literally is the best way to like, can really create anything you want from it you can and somehow, somehow get people's attention and to care enough to follow it's it's kind of a weird concept but <laughs> yeah but it's crazy it's a crazy. lot of hard work and luck yeah yeah it's like and also it's just um you really can make your living off of whatever it is that you wanted to do um i do think though like if you want to get into tech and whatnot um it's I wouldn't say it's impressive, but like there are already the established uh, tech influencers out there that it would be de oh, it would yeah. definitely be hard to compete um, starting from ground zero trying to um, get your I guess share of the pie in that uh, in that area. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's actually not the path I was thinking of. Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, by tech, I meant more as a like uh, career path. Oh, okay. Like, like programming or, yeah, or something exactly. for computer. God, um, I hated writing code. UI design. Um, <laughs> what's that? I hated writing code. <laughs> yeah. I have done um, quite a bit of it now. Just on, there's so many like free sources online that you can use to do it. Um, so I've done a lot of those. Um, and I genuinely like it, but I really haven't attacked a full project yet. So mm. I think that's really going to be the the determining factor. But I I think mobile development would be so fun, like making apps. Although I know I know nothing about coding, like right. or even like Objective C before that. Like I just haven't been in following that at all, other than just knowing about it. I um, I've been listening to a podcast um and. It's uh, he's been. Uh, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of when like people are telling people to push yourself more on social media because it's right the thing that can lead to other things that you just don't even know about yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, one thing that he's really pushing for is voice, and so uh, I think that would be uh, definitely if you ever went into development or to develop into developing. Um, developing for the Amazon Echo or the Google HomePod, 
a Google Home or Apple HomePod. Those are the devices that you want to be tackling um, in the near future, not the smartphone, because the smartphone land grab has already been uh, taken, right? Yeah. Like you already have the apps that everyone uses, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Uber, Netflix, those <laughs> things. Um, yeah. Like what else are people using? I mean, sure, there are hundreds of thousands of other apps, but those are the big ones. So now it's like, what are the ones that um, can really have a shot at being used on the Amazon Echo? And not uh, the apps haven't been uh, established yet. So that's just like mm -hmm. something that you can think about if you ever wanted to get into that, just developing for the Amazon Echo. And like what we're doing right now, just having a conversation and recording it, um, figuring out what kind of uh, voice or what kind of audio uh, content would work well in someone's daily life and then having it work on an Amazon Echo or Google Home, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I've. it's funny that you mentioned that because in the last month, I, for a while I had known about some beer podcasts, but it just had never checked them out. And then I went to, you know, I, at first I used the iTunes, um, like just the regular Apple podcast app. But then I, I recently switched to Overcast, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, just as a way to grab my podcast. I liked the interface. I liked the Apple CarPlay app um, a little better than the native app. But I just happened to search. I searched like craft beer and like just a ton of stuff came up. Like there's so many podcasts out there and there's a lot of people doing it. Um, but uh when anchor you have you heard of anchor i use anchor to distribute my stuff oh okay yeah. yeah so when anchor was like just getting popular i remember i learned about it through a youtuber named sarah dici she was a big uh i've heard of her yeah yeah if you're on anchor in the early days you definitely would she was a big like um fan of the app at first i don't think she uses it anymore she's kind of um taking the bigger approach of we're going to record like hour long episodes mm -hmm. instead of just little, I think anchor may have changed. I haven't used it in months, but I made a little beer thing on there back when my page was actually called the tap room. I haven't always been chasing. Oh, brew. What? Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. When was yeah. When did you come up with the tap room? Oh man. It's hard to put a date on it because actually it's funny that we're mentioning it, but today is actually the, one year anniversary of my first post. I don't exactly remember when oh, I made the account, cool. but it's the one year anniversary of my first post. Of of chasing brews or of tap of the tap uh, of the account itself. I guess oh, you could. Oh, gotcha. it, it's still me. It's still the same person. So it's really the one year anniversary of the account, which is now chasing brews. So I'm calling it the same thing. But it was the tap room. So when I first came up with the idea, I wanted to like like I said, do video. And I was, I was thinking of like, what I really want to do still to this day is really get into more breweries, but almost on a, not quite so like, I, I love doing vlogs and it's fun to vlog, but it would even be fun to take it up a notch and do like really nice professional videos for like breweries and stuff. And so I kind of took that goal in mind and then made the, the tap room. Um, I was just like, it, it's, any place you go into has a tap room. That's a brewery, you know? So it's a name that I thought I could kind of capitalize on. Um, but I wasn't really consistent with it. Like, even if you go on my page right now and scroll all the way to the bottom, 
my style has drastically changed and like my framing is so much better like there's little things that like when you're just like a everyday smartphone photographer like some people are great with their smartphone and i've gotten some amazing shots with my smartphone um but other people just like there's little things that you don't think about that can make the picture so much better like framing your shot uh maybe clearing a little bit of the crumbs off the table before you take the picture like little things like that um that you just learn over time but i i'm happy to like look back a year now and like see progress that's always like a satisfying feeling and i i'm by no means like even always content with some of the photos i take because i'm still so new at it and that's still that's still a good attitude to have it's like you have to have both you know it's like of course you you like the stuff that you're making at the moment but knowing five years down the road you'll look back at that content and be thinking wow i was making that five years ago you know and you don't see you don't see how bad your content may be at the moment you're making it right yeah exactly it's the whole like youtube approach of like go to your favorite youtubers channel and there's our there's exceptions to this now because youtube's been around enough for people to like hop onto a specific formula if you will right um but like old videos like like you're probably familiar with tech people so mkbhd is a good Mm, one definitely he's a great one to go watch his videos uh um just to see where he came from but yeah it's funny like if you look at my photos like sometimes i don't get the entire glass in the frame or like i saw that i just checked it (laughs) yeah the focus isn't great it's I really, I was just doing it from my phone for fun and I, and then I just wasn't active on it. Like I had this idea and then, um, uh, then I, I started student teaching cause I got a music ed degree as well. Uh, and then I, I just really didn't have time. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't drinking beer every day and I still don't really now. It just, it just depends. Um, depends on the day but if you take a lot of notes like while you drink a beer and all that there's an app called untapped that you can rate them and and choose flavor profiles and it's it's easy to remember how you feel about a specific beer that way oh interesting (laughs) oh god wow yeah i mean i i imagine that you have so much beer to go through that you can't uh, possibly remember it every single time yeah, but I I really do try to like it's really fun to like take a photo, and sometimes I do it ahead of time. Like I'll have three or four beers that I've bought that, I, like they'll just be sitting in the fridge sometimes until I'm like have thought of a photo idea, or like the most. Uh, if you go back to like I think it was early July, I did a photo of a beer called Breaking Bud, and it's just kind of um, a play on Breaking Bad. Yeah. If you, see a picture of the of the bottle it's from a brewery called knee deep brewing co um and then i just got a uh, blue pop rocks and put it in another hand <laughs> okay cool that that photo did well 96 likes um but really like if it really is true like people always say like just go out there and like like start taking pictures or start doing photos like i mean video um Cause like literally there was one day I remember I was home. This was uh, not too long after I finished after uh, the Yamaha internship. It was a couple days after, and uh, I was like, I really need a photo for today. Like I didn't have one, but I had a can in the refrigerator that I hadn't taken a photo of. 
and then um that day i was just feeling kind of like i didn't feel like taking my sony out so i was like i'm gonna just try to get the best picture i can with my iphone 10 which it, it's a great camera like it's fantastic <laughs> whatever dude is a great camera and like that that photo is actually my most liked photo on the page yeah it's very um, and it's because like I framed it really well. I, I was in my backyard, like laying on the ground with my iPhone, like trying to get the perfect shot. Um, and it's funny just cause like you, you don't need to have like a $2,000 camera body and a thousand dollar lens to get, uh, some good content. You can use an iPhone six an iPhone seven pixel two, yeah. whatever it may be, and still like make really awesome content. It's true. Like the gear is never what will ultimately improve your skill set. It's just practice. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, yeah, and I'm finding that now with myself too. Like, I can like the Sony A6300 is a great camera, and like I think it's a great first camera, but it's also at the same time like a lot of camera to learn. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't even scratched the surface with it, and um, I I already want to upgrade to like the A7. I don't have the money for that, but. Uh, I'd love to get a full frame just because I'm into photo and video and you can do a lot more with a full frame. Right. Uh, I don't know. I've never gotten that far into photography, but uh, explain what a full frame will do for you. So um, basically uh, there's crop sensors and then there's, I don't really know a lot about cameras. So um I'll just kind of, I may struggle through this a little bit, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a full frame sensor and there's crop sensors. So um, if you put a like 16 millimeter lens on a crop sensor, uh, it'll actually um, crop it down. I don't know the, the, the specs or the math in that. Um, But say you're using a full frame camera. um, You're basically, um, basically allows you to be more free in post. This is actually a horrible explanation, but um, <laughs> is if, if you wanted to crop a photo that was taken on a full frame camera, you wouldn't lose as much quality. Like it would still be um, very easy to do. Whereas like on a crop sensor, you may lose some quality. It really depends. That may have been a horrible explanation, um, but that is why I'm not upgrading right now. That is totally fine because the, yeah. it's the Sony Alpha 6300. I yeah. want that. Ca- I would I would be happy for a co- I don't know if I'd – I feel like I would be pretty happy if I had a camera half that price. Um, but yeah. it's because my video work awesome. is just – it's awful. <laughs> so It's tough, yeah. I mean I still see like creators on YouTube. Like one that comes to mind, his name is Cody Blue. And like he does a – he makes his living based on like freelance photography. Like – travel films and stuff like travel style maybe promotional stuff but his content is so good and like what's crazy about it is like he's he does amazing work in post that is a lot of it but like he uses um the a6300 and the same lens that i have that he says that's the combo he uses the most so when i watch his stuff and like see the potential i can get with this camera i'm like i know i'm not like I know I'm not using it to its full potential, but that's also cool to see because it's like people can get so caught up in like owning the most expensive piece of gear. But like I was using the a7 III as an example. If I upgraded to that, it would benefit me in a lot of ways. But like 
it's also like two thousand plus dollars just for the body. Oh my god! And like, it's hard to justify that when there's not any like money coming back from it. You know, that's like a professional um, camera. Right. I think eventually I will upgrade from the A6300, no question. Uh, and I really do like Sony. There's just a couple of things that they could do that could be better, a.k.a. a flip-out screen, please. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about... Um, wait, how much does the A6300 go for, usually? Well, I bought it used, so a lot of, like, pro tip if, like you ever want to get into photography like there's so much used gear out there and usually it's like in great condition um but you can save a lot of money uh but i probably i think i bought the body for 600 um that was maybe a, a year and i don't know maybe a year and a half almost a year and a few months that I bought it, and like here, I actually looked up A6300 prices the other day, and you can get them even lower than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was happy with I, I got it on Craigslist, and I was so happy with it because it was a guy who switched to Sony from Nikon and really was trying it out and was using it only for photo, um, and he and he just he didn't really like it that much, so he was just selling it and going back to Nikon. Right. Uh, so I got one that was in like incredible condition. I still have the the box, all the paperwork, the kit lens that came with it, um, the strap. I don't think was even used. Um, I hardly use the strap, um, but yeah, there's so much like gear out there that is perfectly fine. And the reason I was looking is because I wanted to. I was thinking of upgrading to the A6500 and selling the a6300 because there's a, a few more features on the a6500 that would be great to have um and they're very minimal like one of the features that comes to mind is in-body stabilization um and that would that's awesome for video because that's just like the camera's helping you a little more um taking the shakes away and i i have uh stabilization on my a6300 if i use a Sony lens that is capable with it, capable with it, and that's what I have. But what's nice about getting like something like the A6500 is you could take like an, another lens that isn't Sony branded. Like a Sigma is a huge oh, popular. Oh, that's brand. cool. That's cool. Yeah, like there's a lens that I want. I think it's the Sigma 16 millimeter. It's either f 1.4 or f 1.8. Um, it's a it's a pretty expensive lens, but. That's a wide um, aperture. Awesome to have like that in-body stabilization because I wouldn't have to worry about it so much in post. Um, and you can eliminate that stuff with something like a gimbal, but those are they run around six to eight hundred dollars alone if you want oh a my, decent one. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes a lot of time to like really get an arsenal of stuff to use, and I'm really thinking about getting the gimbal next because that would put me in a good position to like work towards the more like. Um, going into breweries and like actually filming stuff for them, and I think, I think the I'd gimbal have a good would be. A, I think the gimbal would actually be a, a good next step if you're doing yeah. a lot of video content. Highly I recommend think that. Too, yeah, I think I want to get the A6500 for the stabilization, but I think it's not as big of a deal if I get the gimbal, and that's really what I like. The gimbal is like primarily for just like smooth shots like amazing like angles um just 
it's it's so worth it in so many ways especially because like i don't know like what creative projects i'm going to get into like um just just from like film and photo alone like already i filmed uh how many has it been like it, like i think three episodes for my friend uh phil who has a cooking show called too hot for this kitchen huh. it's basically um he uh, he loves cooking and he's, he also has a goofy personality. So he kind of puts two and two together and does it in a live show format. Like he'll bring friends over, um, and they'll all watch him cook and he'll talk about like cooking facts and crack jokes. And, um, it was, a, it's a good time, but I like, even just for me having a camera that allowed me to like do that. And, um, every time I've done one for him, I've, I've gotten much better, like just because I've, I'm paying more attention to detail and like it's fun to watch movies now and really just look at a movie through the eyes of like how they're filming it or like some of the shots it's it's like impressive like a lot of people don't think about that when they go to the movies they're just like watching the story but no they don't it's a lot of the production stuff is totally not in the in the minds of most people um, yeah it's so crazy it goes so unnoticed and it's like it takes so much work to get like like one scene could take days like it's crazy <laughs> yeah like example like just if the movement of the camera is slightly different um it wouldn't have given the effect of or whatever whatever it may be it wouldn't have the same impact of uh, to the audience if the production team didn't get every single uh visual or every single part of the camera work right you know yeah so it's I crazy because in in a like a in a community like filmmaking, it's very easy to like watch someone's work and get like super discouraged because like there's so much and there's so many tears to it too. Like there's like the classic YouTuber, maybe like daily vlogging isn't so much more of a thing that people are pushing, although it is big in some communities, I guess now. Mm -hmm. um, but there's like those kind of people, or there's people on YouTube just like posting travel films or like. But then you get to like people that are making like their own like short story films and like like it's funny how people look at filming in a different way like depending on like what audience you're trying to cater to and it's the same thing with the beer thing too it's like if if you're opening a brewery in any brand like the good breweries are probably thinking about like who do we want coming in here to drink our beer like what kind of like what kind of brand are we trying to make if if they even want to make a brand I think that it's everyone and their mom thinks you need to have a brand right now. And I think it's not necessary at all for some right. people. Um, uh, I wouldn't even say I'm trying to, ch uh, make chasing brews a brand. Um, but, but it, it does give you an advantage if you do. Yeah, I am like, my sister's a graphic designer and we're going to be talking soon about like getting an official logo going. I just bought the chasing brews domain. Um, uh, and then I want to create uh, stickers, decals, and uh, stuff like that, I, and make business cards as well. So I am stepping it up in that sense because I think just something as simple as like going to a brewery and, and talking to someone about it and then going the extra step and giving them a business card I think can go a long way. Make a Facebook page, Chase. Do you have one? I kind of made one because Instagram like makes you connect it, but I really haven't been using it. But um, that's the goal is like I'm gonna look up all the perfect dimensions for um, every platform for like the profile picture size banner size and just try to 
I guess if since we're speaking of branding, brand myself that way, um, and I have a few ideas of that, but little things like that, and like, um, it's just like you kind of learn little things here and there just from being observant. Like, next video, my goal is to like create a thumbnail for it, like an actual thumbnail, like um, a custom one. <laughs> yeah, like the last video, I took a I took a frame that I really liked and used it, but uh. I want to I want to try to just even if it's something just like putting text on there like little things like that it takes time to get better but the little details I think help a lot yeah branding is one of the hardest things about uh, being a content creator because you, you that's not the thing that you think about you think about I just want to shoot video I just want to drink beer I just want to do uh, talk yeah. about it and review it you know yeah and it's it's like it's kind of fun though like I the brand isn't sort of like in my mind now but uh, it could just turn into something naturally and I I never like started going into this like hoping it would turn into like like a full-time youtuber situation sort of thing you know or an influencer because that word is used so much now um, even now like that's not even the goal it'd be fun for like you know the side hustle as people call it like to turn into like a super full-time passion right. dream but like I also think like the industry is so young and like I'm probably just gonna grow with it and see where I can go with it but I, I'm using like craft beer as kind of like the medium for getting better at photo and video and it really has been successful because it's like a lot of the times like so far like I, I haven't hit like too many creative blocks other than taking like very long breaks on the YouTube uh, aspect of it and like when I first started to like when I actually became serious about it which was probably about December end of December-ish uh, was when I, I was literally just talking with my mom and sister about it and I was kind of like yeah I want to change the name because I think well, the taproom is a great name but like there's so many people using that name in their name and uh, I wanted to. I wanted to also make it more personable, which is something I may experiment more with my page in the future, like incorporating my actual self into it more, right. um, picture me in the in action. Um, Wait, but yeah, I just want to ask. Um, yeah, chasing brews is a play on your actual name, right? That's that's why. Yeah. You chose it. Okay. Cool. That's it. That's all I wanted to know. Like I figured that the whole time, but I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, so I was like clever. talking to my, my mom and sister just like a random night around Christmas time, um, and I and we were just kind of throwing out names, and then somehow we landed on chasing beer, and I was like, I didn't like I liked the name, but I was like it doesn't quite have like that like a good ring to it, like chasing beer is kind of I don't know, so I was like it needs to be more like it's got to be a little different, and that's when I was like chasing brews it is. Chasing Brews is a cool name. I do like that brand. I think that's a very, um, it's it, it vibes well. So I think you have. I think you should stick to that name uh, definitely for sure. Oh, yeah. I love it. I don't think I'm ever gonna leave it. It's yeah. it's too. I think it's too perfect because it's like people love to see, like a face to a name, and like I it leaves room for that when pe the more people that get to know my name, um, 
think it's a it's, it's a good play on words <laughs> yeah yeah no i thought so too is just chasing bruce is like ah you know this dude's name is chase it's a brilliant so i think yeah. once you come up with a killer logo um how long has your sister been doing uh graphic design for uh for a while well she's she's been doing art for since she was very young but uh she went to cal poly san luis obispo for graphic design and then just through like various opportunities like internships and whatnot she's like learned enough to now become like a senior ux ui designer at the number one shopify agency so oh okay uh, yeah okay. she's living in san diego like doing a great job for herself actually so but she's super busy right now so we, it's 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 a bit of a process to like <laughs> ask her to do even more work but but we're getting there we're getting to that point right Awesome, man. That that's cool. I, I like um, I like where you're heading. I, I like where your mind is at uh, for for the brand. I think, especially that you you landed uh, in an industry that sounds like it's got a lot of room for growth, which I think it definitely does. Um, considering that these these craft uh, like I've not heard of many of these craft beer brands, right? And, yeah. And as the uh, demographic uh, for th these i guess drinks you know uh, at the same time like i think i i think that the like our generation tends to uh, i don't know as far as i as far as i know it's like um they mainly kind of drink to get drunk in a way to not like as a thing to you know just uh, some of them do have uh drinks for being social but i think once that comes out more like more it becomes more for social purposes rather than getting a plastered you know then i think that'll yeah. be a i think that'll be a huge uh i guess boost or increase for i guess um influence not uh, I, I guess influencers is a word to use but influencers in that yeah. space it's hard to avoid that word now yeah yeah it's crazy like it's it's funny actually uh it, de it depends largely on location of the brewery but like there has been like i mean I've been to some breweries near, like, in college towns, obviously, like, Mich Ann Arbor's breweries in, literally in the college town, um, and so many around it, but, like, um, even, like, I was near Fullerton, there's a brewery called Bootleggers, and, like, there are some, like, there definitely are, like, college students that go to those breweries, um, whether their goal is just to get drunk, I'm, there's huh. always going to be those people, but then on the other side of it, like, even when you're older, like I'm sure there's people like that are actively seeking to get drunk, right. I guess. <laughs> but there's been a lot of times where I go to breweries and like, I'm definitely the youngest one there. Like me and a buddy are like the youngest one there. But uh, at the same time, it's kind of fun being the youngest one there. Cause you're like kind of hanging with the crowd that appreciates, I guess, beer with good flavor. I don't mean to sound elitist in any right. way about <laughs> that, but it's just the reality of it. Like, at a certain point, um, beer can start to taste really good. And I think people just haven't, like, I, th there's been so many moments that someone tells me they don't like beer, and I'm like, I guarantee you I'll find you a beer that you like because there's, there's so much out there. Like, there's sweet beers, there's fruit beers, like, there's sour beers. I love sours. It's one of my favorite styles now. Um, it's not just IPAs. It's not just Bud Light. If you don't, if you don't like Bud Light... I guarantee you, like, there's something out there for you if you if you really cared about beer enough to <laughs> to go the extra mile to find that. Um, oh no, I completely agree with you. I, yeah. I've I've been a non-drinker, or I I claim to be, 
I mean, but I actually don't really drink that often. But there are some beers that I've tried where I'm like, I think if I had this enough, I could get into it. I just, yeah, I just stay away from it for two reasons. Number one, I just don't like the feeling of uh, getting uh, intoxicated. I don't think I would enjoy yeah. that. Number two, uh, it's a little bit expensive for my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, but at some yeah, point, I'm sure I could afford it. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a whole other topic right there. Like, I, I was telling people recently, like, it's, like, sometimes it's a lot because, like, I, if I, I'm trying to post daily now, like, every every now and then I'll take, like, two days off. I still sometimes do, like, two days off, like, almost have a weekend kind of thing. Um, but uh, I try to post every day, but, like, obviously that costs money because I, I want to do a different beer every day. Um, I don't really want to repeat so much stuff. Um so like you know, it, while while a six pack of the same beer maybe like thirteen dollars, like a six pack of like because there's places you can build your own six packs, it may be like a twenty five, twenty eight dollars six pack. You never know. Right. But uh, if you budget it out, you can make it happen. I I just happen to be like in that situation where I've kind of gotten used to doing it, but there are some days where like I just didn't have any beer and I didn't want to buy it, so I I didn't post it and when you post every day for a little bit, like you kind of like get down on yourself a little bit, but sometimes it's just like save the money for that day. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, it's like, this isn't your full-time gig. So yeah, if you do exactly. want to be posting content daily, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be related to the chasing brews, I guess. Um, page, yeah, you know, that it, is true. It could be like personal content and you, you would be posting daily, not for the sake of growing an audience, but for the sake of just, going through the reps of posting content, showing what it is that you're doing. Um, and it's not worrying about like, is this content good enough or palatable enough? It is just uh, for the sake of yeah. this is where I'm at post. Yeah, that is a good idea. Cause I, I see that a lot. There's a lot of successful beer pages. Like if you, if you're, if you're looking at pages by numbers, like I'm a very small fish in like a huge pond, if you will. Um, there's a lot of people that do it so well. Like they, they, sh they, sh almost all their pictures are them either like with beer, like doing some other hobby. And I remember I saw a post from one that I really like Tara T T A R A T E A. She, she posts really good looking photos and like around beer, but she gets like really creative. Like, um, sometimes she'll like dress up in that style, like relating to maybe the name of a beer or like it could be anything like the style of it. Like she did a really cool, like, uh, may the fourth be with you post. Right. Um, but then like, but then sometimes she'll just post like not nothing beer related, but like a cool picture of like her in like the desert. And like she posted, a, it was, I think it was yesterday, a picture of like her trying to evoke the style of like someone else um because she really liked her style and like i commented and i was like i was like uh your style really like influences me to maybe like add my persona into it a bit more um so i think you do have a good point in saying that because i think it could be worth it mm -hmm. very well could be um and it just gives more content for me to get creative with i guess yeah and it's mainly it's it has more so to do with the fact that it has nothing to do with gaining the following. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. It has, it has everything to do with being able to refer back to it in a decade and say and showing yeah. people like this is yeah, where this was. So fun. Yeah, that'll be so fun. 
Yeah. That's what's cool about f- making videos too. Like, as much hate as there is on vlogging, it's like actually you're kind of documenting a day, which is really fun to do. And um, it's work. It's work. Yeah, it really is. Like anyone who's daily vlogging out there, like, man, God bless you. <laughs> right. I can't do that. I couldn't do once a week, man. I I just have no patience for it. Yeah. And people that like shoot raw and color grade everything it's just like bloggers <laughs> out there doing that I would, i'd highly doubt it but yeah that's another like the like filming and photography world goes as deep as you want it to pretty much like and it's really like at a certain point with anything in the arts you kind of have to hit this point where it's like you have to accept that like you may never get to like that certain point or like um like you won't be like in that same style, like exact same style that you like from someone else or like, you know, little, like anything. You could say the same thing for music too. Like there's never the same person. Like there's never a carbon copy of the same person. Exactly. That's the hardest part about the page in a way is that I'm still trying to find a unique style that kind of brings a fun trend to my page or like, um, yeah, but at the same time, like, I, it's so, like, the numbers are so good right now in terms of, like, the people I'm meeting and, like, the consistent people that constantly come back or constantly comment, like, that when, like, people that have a large following, it, it kind of sucks because, like, the larger you get, like, the less interaction you can do, like, in a day, especially, like, pages that get, like, hundreds of comments, it's just... I wouldn't say less, it's just that the percentage gets lower, but you ha- now have a plethora of people that you can respond to and you try to uh, i would say you have to try your best to respond to as many people as you can though it is difficult i understand that much yeah it's by no means difficult for me now like i i love it like i think it's like sometimes it's reassuring like when someone like like really digs a picture and like sometimes when i really dig a picture and like someone else really digs it i'm like happy that i like yeah create something that is worth viewing and like my Lightroom skills are like slowly getting better but I'm very new at it and it just takes time but honestly like I just want to like absorb as much of it as I can like now I'm starting to like want to do portraits now and that's not really the route I want to go with photography but I kind of want that experience just in case someone ever asks me and like yeah you know it's another tool in your toolbox yeah and had I not started like the beer thing then I probably it's pretty crazy, man. Like, it took me a while just to be, like, accept that, like, you're not going down, like, a one-way path here in, like, your life. Like, you might, like, be in- interested in one thing for, like, 10-plus years, and then all of a sudden, like, something else just grabs you. And that's kind of what this is, in a way, I would say, if we were, like, kind of tying it back to what we were talking about in the beginning um, with the whole, like, music versus what I'm doing now thing. Yeah. And the thing is, um, here's here's my take is that uh, being good with people, I think, is a huge advantage if you are good with people. Um, yeah, that gives yeah, you so nice much freedom. Pretty much. Yeah. Like it gives you so much opportunity then to s- switch and pivot whatever it is, that, whatever career that you want to get into, as long as you can, you know, provide a skill set that other people will find valuable. That's mainly it. And if you have, and if you have money, like that's a, that's a second thing that we all hate admitting, but that's important to have. Yeah. Everything requires money. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, dude, this was awesome. I, I had no idea how uh, deep. I mean, like, I had an idea of where you were. I had no idea that it went this deep. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I did. I kind of went down the rabbit hole, and I don't know if that was your goal with this conversation. But <laughs> my goal was just to talk about whatever it is that you were into. I was a little. I was hoping to talk a little bit more about uh, your music experience, but it's completely fine if we if we just talked about uh, your beer experiences because mm-hmm. um, you know it just seems like that's not um, that's not a very vital part in where you are right now i mean of course getting into you mitch and being a part of the percussion program allowed you these opportunities to then realize that you wanted to get into beer and media content creation and whatnot it's pretty wild when when you think of it that way yeah it's Um, like as mentioned like earlier but yeah we can talk about music definitely another time like it's still a huge part of my life like i listen to a lot of music every day um (laughs) yeah so definitely still plays a big part uh but yeah it's weird just like interest change and sometimes you want to it's really like it's up to you um how you want to spend your 24 hours in a day you know at a certain point you really have to like sacrifice some things if you want to get better at another um because it's like it's one thing to be like jack of all trades but master of none but like i think it's really fun to learn like I have a bunch of hobbies and I've bounced back and forth between a lot of things over time, like music, gaming. Um, f- even for a while, I was like, I wanted to dip my feet into programming. And then huh. the last like year or two, like I lost interest in it, but like my interest has been really sparked up again. Um, so like little things like that, you just n- never know um, what, what people are going to be interested in or what you're going to be interested, I should say. Yeah. As long as, you know, it's just, as long as what you're doing makes you happy, you put in the work, and if you're if you're good, like that that's the thing. It's just you know, do what makes you happy. Are you good at it? And are you making other people happy? I guess those are uh, kind of the yeah. pillars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even being good, if you're terrible at it, but you're happy and other people are happy for you, like that that's fine. You know, it's just yeah. you have more <laughs> of an advantage and influence if you are good at what you do. Yeah, and it's like, it's kind of like the whole like uh, we were talking about like Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk before, um, but he's always like, like just like don't do something because like or like don't be afraid to do something just because someone is telling you like it's not not a good idea or like you shouldn't be spending time doing that. Um, like little little things like that. Obviously, like someone like Gary V is great, but also like you can't listen to them like every day right. and then execute. Like there's some days I really don't want to execute. Like, and by execute, maybe that means like do some photo editing for like an hour or like work on a, another video, which takes a lot of time. <laughs> but you got to keep practicing, uh, man. It's like going to the gym every day and that's something I don't do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and something like that, like is another hurdle as well. When you, when, when, uh, talking about like content creation and like daily vlogging and like you can get so caught up in like a hobby and forget about that stuff but right but i, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because i'll talk about it forever yeah we can talk <laughs> another time man i think this was a i think this was what is it it's an hour long um i am probably not going to cut this up into pieces i'm probably going to post it as a like one piece of long form content because i think that this <laughs> flowed quite well so 
Yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I loved. I'm a big talker, especially yeah. like behind the microphone and good conversation. So it was a blast. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll be. I'll, I'm. I'm gonna share this. Um, I'm really glad that we got to talk. Uh, I'll message you a couple of things too uh, after this. Um, just like some thoughts and whatnot. But yeah, uh, let's do it. We'll we'll talk another time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. All right. Take care, Chase. All right. Peace out. All right.